1: What up, Survivors? Welcome to D-180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for linking up with us. I am AJ.
0: And I'm Jonnae.
1: Camp 180 is coming to a close this week. It's time for something new. Just closing it for this season. It's about to be August. If y'all want to know what that August theme is going to be, y'all can just stick around to the end. Or you can go visit our IG page at D180 Podcast and you can go see the new theme for yourself. This week, we're going to be talking Friday the 13th, the original Camp Slasher. The thing about this movie is usually when you say Friday the 13th, instantly you're thinking Jason Voorhees. But, um, not this one. Not at all. But before we tell you what the real tea is with that, if you don't know, you need to go find out first because I'm gonna let y'all know this movie came out in 1980. So at this point, I mean, you should have seen it. Like, you know, (laughs) park recommendations. If y'all feeling Friday the 13th, then you should definitely go see Friday the 13th part two. It picks up right after this happens. So boom, there you go. My second recommendation would be Black Christmas 1974. Did you get a chance to see that? We were supposed to do that back when, but we didn't. Did you watch it? Yeah, I didn't end up watching it. I love that one. I say you should watch that one because, like I said, that one came out in 74. So that's a few years before what people would really associate the 80s slasher craze, you know? I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, do you remember your first time seeing this? Yeah. For this, I have a confession to make.
0: <laughs> this is actually my first time I've ever seeing this movie. It had been spoiled for me already years ago, so I just never saw the point of watching it. And even talking to my mother the other day, I was like, hey, mom, let's watch Friday the 13th tonight. And she was like, for what? I can tell you all about that movie. And then she just went on a tangent on how much she hates it.
1: Oh, wow. I had no... You should, like, see my face. Like, my mouth is just, like, open because I was like, oh, I mean, like, who hasn't? Obviously, duh. But, wow.
0: Yeah, I had never seen this one.
1: Wow. Okay. I had to take a second to process this. (laughs) (laughs) Because
0: as I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't think I ever mentioned that I had never seen this movie. (laughs) and it's because i had already knew the ending so it was kind of just like i mean (laughs) i could already tell you what happened
1: (laughs) i mean you just weren't curious to see how it unfolded not really based off of the reviews i've heard from other people Mm. oh wow i'm just interested to know what you think now that you actually watched it watched it
0: um, I'll probably watch other franchise movies in the franchise now because I've never seen any Friday the 13th movie, to be quite honest.
1: So, oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. What? I think I may have seen like bits and pieces of Friday versus Jason if it ever came on TV. But like the Jason franchise, that was never a thing for me.
1: When you all here with me talking ish about the Friday the 13th franchise a few episodes back. Yeah, because I don't understand the point. Well you haven't watched it, so you can't say that. That's not fair. (laughs) This is true.
0: This is true. It's It's just I just it's like I don't know. Why are there so many movies? The same way I feel about Fast and the Furious. Why are there so many Daggle movies?
1: It's like I feel it, but it's like at the same time, at least I've seen at least Up to like, I think I've seen like four or five Fast and Furious movies. So I feel like I can say like, okay, you're doing a lot because I've seen it and it's just not my tease. But you literally haven't even, girl, what? (laughs) Yeah, haven't even seen it. That's not fair. No, you got to get into it. So you have to, you have to take what you said back because you can't judge yet. We'll see. You might find a new (laughs) fave in Jason. That is crazy. You was talking crazy. You know what happens when you talk crazy on Jason? His mama's going to come. The OG Karen.
0: Not the OG Karen. She
1: is. Think about it. She really is the OG Karen. Like this girl was keeping this camp closed for all of these years because her son died. By killing other people's kids. see. That's not a Karen. I don't know what it is.
0: I mean, I don't think the Karens is really out here killing other kids.
1: They not that. That's why I said this is an OG. <laughs> this a different level. This is like OG triple OG. Oh, okay. Man. <laughs> I got so caught up in you not having seen this movie <laughs> that I'm like, you know, I'm like, wow, like I don't even know what to do. I think my first time seeing this movie, I don't know when was my first time seeing this. Honestly. I just know i seen it. It was just one of those things, like, I just think I was watching a whole bunch of stuff. It had to be pretty young, though. And again, it was probably one of them Comcast situations. Who knows? I done seen this so many times.
0: <laughs> yeah, my mama hate this movie. No wonder I probably had never seen it, because she hated so much.
1: <laughs> and that could probably tell you why, like, I had a thing towards Fear Street 1978. Especially because we just watched it, and then watched Friday the 13th. I was like, wow, I know I was joking when I said some things in the episode. Oh, I wasn't joking, but you know me. But some of the things I was saying in the episodes, I was making like vast comparisons. But when I watched Friday the 13th, I was like, oh, wait, wow. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) But we'll get into it. But before we do all that, let me tell y'all how this actually came about. Because you know what? I like to think that I'm petty. And I like to think that I'm a little sneaky when it comes to things. But Sean S. Cunningham, he is a different level of sneaky. Let me tell you something, okay? So Friday the 13th, it wasn't the first to really do what it does. You know, talking about the whole trope of a group of teens being stalked and getting killed. No, obviously it wasn't the first. But because of how popular it would become, it did kind of like put on camp slashes, you know? So... Kind of think of it like a Mount Rushmore of slasher movie settings. So you got like suburban neighborhoods, high schools, college, and now you got a campground, right? So boom, put that on the map. So in the early seventies, remember we were just talking about Black Christmas. Um, I think we've only covered like, maybe like two or three movies from the seventies, maybe two. Just Alice, Sweet Alice and Carrie. I think that's I it. Oh so no, it's another one. I, that's what I felt that way, too. But, I mean, you know. It wasn't Piranha, really? Oh, yeah. No. You're right. <laughs> that was 78. You're right. So, it was three. But, you know, the movies that we've seen that come from the 70s, they go there a little bit, but not all the way, you know. So, it's kind of like building that bridge for 80 movies to go the full mile. You know how it is. The older sibling takes a little inch, and then the younger sibling just run Well, that's how the 70s and 80s was for, like, slashers and horror movies and stuff so you know the 80s really turned into you know how now we be talking about everything get a remake yep the 80s everything was getting a sequel so with all that being said slashers was on the map and then documentary style footage taping was on the map sean cunningham was like oh well it's my time to shine because all you really got to do and this is what he said in documentary all you really got to do is just get a camera tape something and you could be running with the big boys and when he said that i was thinking like how relevant is that today and i'm not even talking about movies like look YouTubers. at your social media <laughs> yes thank you youtubers tick tabitha brown she convinced the world that they can turn carrots into hot dogs and bacon and i know y'all tried it I didn't because I didn't have any carrots at the time. But I know y'all tried it. I know I don't. some y'all did. I didn't
0: try the hot dog, but I tried the bacon. <laughs> I don't think I made it right.
1: Because
0: it did not turn out crunchy. Like, the crunch that she had in the video, I did not mm-hmm. get
1: that. Oh, dang. Maybe you got to try it again or something. I don't know. But the point is, he's not wrong. Especially at this point in time. But, you know, he had a few films under his belt. <laughs> One in particular that stands out is The Last House on the Left with Wes Craven. I highly recommend that one if you haven't seen it. But I will say, brace yourself. Do not get mad at me after you watch it. But I do recommend it. But just be ready for that because Wes was on some other shit with that. But what started happening with Sean S. Cunningham was all of his mutuals that he was coming into the movie gang with they were starting to eat. They were starting to get in a bag. They was like getting these movies that was stapling the horror genre or whatever. And they was coming up and he wasn't. So you know how that feel. You know, everybody had that moment. And he just like, okay, well, I need something that's going to get me that pop. Then John Carpenter drops Halloween. And of course we ain't even got to discuss the material with that. Y'all know how that popped off. But as far as the first one goes, Sean made a few calls and legit said, this Halloween movie just made all this money. Let's rip it off. So he has this idea about a film called A Long Night at Camp Blood. But, you know, now it's called Friday the 13th. And again, he moused his way into this too. Listen to this. Why did somebody else have a movie called Friday the 13th, right? If y'all want to know about it, it's, it's down below. There you go. Somebody else had this movie with this title. He went and made a poster with the Friday the Thirteenth logo, a little three D one. Put it out there. People was interested in it. Then he went like to like the copyright people to have it copywritten. That's how he was able to get the name before the movie that was already like in production was able to get it because they didn't even want to like battle with copyright issues. They ain't really have money, ain't it? That Friday the Thirteenth movie they called it Friday the Thirteenth: The Orphan so it can like you know have a little different but then friday the 13th ended up doing what it did and they just renamed it to the orphan but not to be confused with orphan 2009 so it's like now you got another problem because if i say orphan we think in esther yeah (laughs) it's like damn why you have to screw them like that that's messed up so then you got victor miller who's like the writer right and when he wrote the story he said he was kind of inspired by psycho and you pre- can see it pretty much it's basically psycho flipped instead of the son it's the mom yeah and instead of the mom it's the son and it's very evident you can see it but let me tell you something else do you know he is very upset that this franchise is even a thing i'm not surprised i am not surprised why is he upset because he says like okay first of all i wrote jason to be a victim how did y'all take him from being a victim to being this super machine murderer? That makes sense
0: because I don't even understand because I know how like all the movies play out for the most part. So I agree
1: with the writer for now. You know, it's like, I mean, it's like, okay, when you watch the movies, obviously when it comes to Jason, you know, I can appreciate him for what he is now. But when you think about it, well, I mean, I guess the movie ends and it just would have been a one-off movie. But that is kind of messed up if it just would have been that. And just a mom geeking about her son. Right.
0: Poor thing. I like
1: But him. on the flip side, we did get Jason out the deal, though. So.
0: And I have a knife.
1: <laughs>
0: Wait, no. Take that back. I have a mask. There we go. Wrong person.
1: Not you mixing up, people.
0: <laughs> because I was just in my office and I saw the knife. <laughs> but it's the wrong thing. I'm talking about my mask. I have a mask. I'm gonna hang it on the wall.
1: Speaking of mixing up, Harry Manfredini is responsible for the music. And this music is so psycho and (laughs) Jaws-inspired. Well, first off, you instantly get psycho because you get the little stings. You hear those. And then it's Jaws in the aspect as, how do you know that the shark is coming, right? Right. The music. So every time somebody is lurking, you hear the music. Because it is actually some part... Well, you know what's interesting about that? That's actually not the sound. And a lot of people do it it that way. Is... And that comes from when Pamela is saying, kill her mommy. And what he did was when he said... Um. The echo machine had, like, distorted it a little bit, but in documentary from his own words and from newer versions, you hear it a lot more clear. So yeah. And it's so crazy because everybody does it the way you initially did it.
0: Listen, and that's the the I was loving the soundtrack. Not even the soundtrack, the musical score this whole entire movie. I was just Same. about I was, I was more so it. more into the music than the kills.
1: It's funny you say that because DJ was watching this with me and obviously we're sitting next to each other. And the music's going throughout the movie. And I'm looking at him. He's, like, bobbing his head and stuff. I'm like, oh. Me too. That's why I'm like, if somebody was watching me watch this movie, they
0: would probably think that I was psychotic. Because people are getting slashed left and right. And I'm
1: sitting here bobbing my head along jamming to the music. Oh, you should wait until you get further in the franchise. It gets, like, a little funky new version. It's really cute. I like it. Hmm. You know, just who like else me is jamming to, to the,
0: just like me jamming to the Halloween uh, theme song. I okay. showed you that. <laughs> you gotta,
1: no, 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 no. You have to admit, and I'm not being funny because y'all know that I have a horror playlist on Apple. No, some of these horror jams really be a bop. Like even the brand new, don't get me started. The brand new Child's Play 2019. Y'all is crazy if y'all don't think Bear mcquery did his thing on that. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. Okay. Anyway, speaking of beats, you know who else was on the beat? Who? Savini on the beat. Y'all know I love me some Savini. And of course, oh I know he oh did the special verse. effects. That's what I meant. Oh, the makeup the beat. beat. Oh, girl. Oh, so gosh, I don't know which one is worse. This one other commentary. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, guys, I'm gonna fill you in because I'm gonna be honest. At the moment, Ruin Me is one of the least listened to episodes. It's cool. We get it. And not a lot, a lot of people saw it, but um you can see it on Shutter, shameless plug. But in that episode, John A watched a film commentary on Ruin Me. And when we reported it to you guys she told you guys not to watch the commentary because it's just the commentary throughout the movie sis did not know that that's what the commentary was so just in case you're missing the joke there you go I was having a a very very slow moment and it's like y'all have to hear it y'all have to hear it because she was serious dead ass serious
0: Uh, my brain was fried. I'm sorry (laughs) It's cool, it's
1: cool But yes, like I was saying, Savini on the beat And of course, he did some of the scenes too So that scene where Brenda goes through the window That's him Wow (laughs) And then of course, the very end kill That I'll just briefly glaze over He swings the axe But it's his assistant's hands It's not their hands I'll get into it when we get there (laughs) Wait. Okay. You get what I'm I, saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, was I have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I love it. We love it. I just, you know, if getting it done yourself as a person, it's Savini. By the way, he also hosts this documentary called His Name Was Jason. It's like the 30 Years of Friday the 13th. That documentary is also linked below for you. Enjoy that, y'all. Know we just be hooking y'all up in the park. Y'all be getting all types of goodies in y'all little bags. Hmm. The last scene, speaking of things that were influenced by Savini, him, they wasn't going to even do that very, very last scene with Alice in the boat, in the canoe. And you want to know why? Why? Savini saw Carrie and said the ending of Carrie just shook him to his core, that he was like, we should do this. The power that Carrietta White holds (laughs) again. Again. I keep telling y'all, stop playing with Carrietta White. She <laughs> is the moment. I keep telling y'all, stop playing with her. Stop. Stop. Speaking of, why in my research did I come across this, like, comic fanfic of, like, Jason? He's a camp counselor at Crystal Lake. And he wears these short shorts, right? But it's like a comic strip. But in one of the comic strips, he's actually taking Carrie to the prom. And Pamela and Margaret White meet each other, and girl, girl, it's everything you think it will be. (laughs) I'm going to send it to you. If I can get a link to it, I'm going to link it below so y'all can see it because I was dying reading these comics because absolutely not. It's for real everything you think it would be if Margaret White and Carrie met Pamela Voorhees and Jason. Wow. But not only that, Savini was going around influencing a lot of stuff, right? The look of Jason, like the look of baby Jason like in the water was him based off of somebody that he knew around town. And I know, right? That's kind of mean. Because even the name of Jason, Jason was originally supposed to be Josh. And it was this kid that, um, I don't know if like, Cunningham or Miller one of them knew a kid named Josh but then one of them knew a kid that was a little more meaner named Jason and then one of their college roommates had the last name Voorhees I'm like y'all just name him. build a name which I mean is essentially what you do but yeah (laughs) I know a lot of people do the whole build a name thing honestly I mean that is what you do but it's just crazy to see where the names come from And we'll come across that alike. I know a few people are probably listening to us now commenting on other directors that did the same thing. But, you know, it's still just like, well, dang. Like, (laughs) wow. You know who else wasn't too impressed by this? Who? Betsy Palmer, who plays Pamela Voorhees. Why? They showed her. (laughs) I'm about to get all up into her Was it because, like, they uh, did a close-up on her teeth? Well, no, 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 no. She was shown a picture of Jason like little kid jason and she was like who is this and he was like that's your son she was like oh well why does he look so strange and they explained to her that he was a mongroid she was like that wasn't oh, what? in the script <laughs> that was her exact reaction or what <laughs> But speaking of Betsy Palmer, she plays Pamela Voorhees, and she was just a good time all around. I highly recommend y'all watch the documentary because she was such a delight. Let me tell you how she got this job. She had a new car. Well, she didn't have a new car. She had a car. It broke down literally the week before this script landed in her lap. She pooped all on this script she was like what is this garbage like why would you send me this have you seen my track sheet like have you seen the acting that I've done why do you think I would do this but then her car broke down and she was like oh well I guess I need a new car so I mean hey
0: (laughs) money can be a a great motivation
1: Okay. And then I got into learning about like her acting methods. Her preferred method is the Stanislavski method. And basically what that is, is you give your character a backstory in short. So after she read the script and she seen what Pamela was, she basically gave her a backstory, a condensed version. A girl that was in high school around like the 1940s. So you know it's very conservative about that time she had a boyfriend you know they end up hooking up but you know you're not supposed to do that then she gets pregnant the dad leaves all of that you know you're not supposed to have babies out of wedlock. you already know how that goes yeah. and of course she goes on to raise this son and she you know trying to get any job that she can ends up working as a cook at camp crystal lake She's working overtime. Obviously, she can't watch her kids. These kids are supposed to be watching her kid as camp counselors are just older kids. And boom, this happens to Jason, and now that's her motivation. And I'm like, well, dang. Yeah, it is. Like, you created this whole little backstory. very sad. And now we see why Victor Miller was mad. I mean, I would be too, because it doesn't make sense at all. (laughs) Like... Because you do sense. have to think, and y'all know I will defend the craziest of things, but it is something because, okay, if this happened in 1958, or no, 57, and then the movie takes place 1958, and then it goes to present day, which would be, what, 1979, 1980, so what was Jason doing all that time? And then when we last see him, he's a baby, but the next day in part two... It's something different. So, Hmm. who wrote the part two? Okay, no spoilers for part two, but it was written by Ron Kurz. And this one was directed by Steve Miner.
0: Okay. Well,
1: uh, I mean, this happens all the time in horror. It's so many properties that get taken over by other people. And then you'll see, like, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't work yeah i mean shoot jason gets a lot of money and i'm not saying this didn't work survivors that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying in some instances it just turns out to be something that maybe wasn't the original plan but isn't there another jason coming out this year? okay so from what i know there's a lot of legal issues with jason and that's the hold up on a new movie coming out because they can't figure out who actually owns the rights. And that was another reason why Freddy versus Jason took so freaking long to come out. Yeah, because I was looking um, on YouTube to
0: find the original trailer. Because the trailer that was on Amazon was like a new remastered trailer. And I'm like, no, it's right. the original. So when I was looking for the original, I saw that there was a, a sneak peek or a trailer for the version that was supposed to come out this year. And I'm like, there's another one coming out.
1: No, I don't think so. People would be losing their minds if it was. I don't think so. I'm just confused. Survivors let us know. If y'all know something, y'all can let us know on our Twitter. But as far as I know, I don't think there is. But back into the cast. Adrienne King. She plays Alice Hardy. Um, apparently some tea on the set for you. Um, a very much married Sean Cunningham was a little sweet on Miss Adrian here. I heard it was some special treatment going on on the set. Um, people was noticing. I'm like, eh, er, okay, yikes. I know, right? But then also after the movie, she like blew up, right, and ended up having a stalker problem. So much so that she like low key like pulled out of the whole entire thing because it ended up in a confrontation at gunpoint. Because the stalker, like, so the stalker, like, befriended her. And she had no idea, like, she was befriending the stalker. So the stalker knew where she lived. Ain't that crazy? But in recent days, like, you know, um, the last few documentaries that I mentioned, she's in them. So she started, like, you know, reappearing and surfacing. So that's good.
0: That is so scary.
1: That is. I can't. I don't even.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. Like, that reminds me of this video. Did did you see the video I sent you? Yeah. Of the guy at the the doorbell?
1: Yeah, a few people sent me that. And I was like, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's a video called by Ring Alarm where a Caucasian male comes up to someone's door and he's like banging on the door and he just keeps repeating. Are you
0: sure? And then there was something else. Just come outside. Are you sure? I just want to talk. Are you sure? Yeah, he was
1: like, yeah, that's what it. he was like. Are you sure? I just want to ask you a question. Yeah. Are and you sure? So the husband, so the girl, she's inside. She's hiding, you know, final girl. She, and then the husband, he's on the ring alarm. And you know how this is the thing I don't like about ring. Ring takes so long to connect it does it takes so long to connect that i hate it like by the time you get on there and you're able to press a button the mic like anything could have happened so the husband he gets on the ring and is like asking the dude why he's here and the dude's like i'm just knocking on the door i'm trying to talk to the girl on the other side of this door because i want to rape her and kill her legit says that out of his mouth and i'm just watching through my phone like scared for her and he knocks on the door again. Are you sure? I just want to ask you a question. At this point, the husband, like, trying to get him off the porch. Like, the husband, I don't know where the husband was. I think he was at work or he was, like, out. And the guy leaves. But I'm still just like, no. still People talking have to, to go. himself. Yeah, still talking. It's multiple cars passing by. But, of course, you would never know. You just see somebody standing at the door. You don't know what they're doing, you know? Woo. No. Mm-mm. 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 I- <sighs> That was scary. I did not like it. That. And that's what that's hard, that actress having a stalker just reminded me of. Woo! Okay, let's move past this. So sorry. Lori Bartram, she plays Brenda. Rest in peace. Baby Kevin Bacon as Jack Burrell. He's adorable in this movie. Yes,
0: a young Kevin Bacon is so cute.
1: So he was cool with Mark Nelson, who plays Ned, and Janine Taylor. And let me tell you something. Ned low-key stamped the goofy friend trope. Note I said stamped, not started. Of course he didn't start it. But a lot of the, like, goofy friend that gets killed or that be playing too much and you probably think it's them started from him. Oh, wow. Yeah, so once you get to see a little more of this franchise, you'll see it be in a few more characters in the installments, and then you'll start recognizing it in other places. Janine Taylor, who plays Marcy, this is who I was talking about Joan reminded me of in Fear Street. Harry Crosby plays Bill, and then Robbie Morgan plays Annie, our fake final girl, a la Marion Crane, Psycho and a la Scream, Drew Barrymore. Walter Gourney, Crazy Ralph, rest in peace. And then Peter Browser as Steve Christie, the owner of Camp Crystal Lake. You know what, speaking of Fear Street, I'ma just say this and i am be done y'all. Watching this movie and this actually being like in the 80s, in the 70s, you know? And then watching movies made today that are supposed to be back in time, it really oh, is different. Yeah, because all they
0: really do is they try to change like the 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 light filter to make it look like it's old, and then maybe changed up some type of the clothing somewhat, and then they just happen to film a location that has you know old timey cars or whatever, because a lot of people love old cars, um, but it's really just the lighting change versus actually watching an older movie, and it's like wow, the quality was just what it was.
1: I mean, not even the quality, like, when I was looking at some of the set pieces or, like, around the camp of Crystal Lake, like, how the weeds looked, like, how the camp looked overall versus Camp Nightwing. And obviously, like we said, this is in the 80s, so, you know. And this is actually
0: at a camp. I don't Mm -hmm. think Camp Nightwing was at a camp. It was at a state
1: park. Which is, I mean, you know, you get the feel, but it's not authentic. Yeah. And because I was like looking at their cabins and like the cabins are like green, you know. And I mean, I'm not saying like brown is an incorrect color, but it's just crazy to see what things really are versus what we start to interpret them as now. That's true. I got something for you. You ready to go to the queue line? Uh-oh. Don't be scared. <laughs> Okay, y'all, listen. We'll be right back, okay? Howdy, survivors. Please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times. Hang on to your personal belongings, especially your minds and spines. Because this here is a wild ride. So since this is our first Friday the 13th movie, I figured it'd just be fitting to figure out, you know, if you would survive a night at Camp Crystal Lake, Because, you know, these teens are in for a long night at Camp Blood. And, you know, things can happen, sis. Yikes. You're working as a camp counselor for the summer. A few people been telling you it's a maniac walking around there. And, you know, you just like that's a legend. I'm going to just keep pushing. And the first thing I want you to do is pick a name and age. Veronica, 23. Josh, 19, Tiffany, 20, Bobby, 21, Lisa, 22, Garrett, 24. Veronica,
0: 23.
1: You're looking around to see which cabin you should stay in for the summer. Which one do you choose? Cabin A, cabin B, or cabin C? Um I'll go with B. As you're unpacking in your cabin, you hear a strange noise outside your window. What do you do? Go out and investigate duh
0: Mm-mm.
1: pretend you didn't hear it and continue unpacking? Open the window and ask Is anyone there? Mm-mm. Those are the only three? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm staying inside and act like I ain't hear shit. <laughs> As you're heading out of the cabin, you see a dead body. What do you do? Immediately freak out and run the other way? Calmly step back into your cabin? Check to see if they are okay.
0: Oh, this is a hard one, because if I run, I can get got. I'm just going back inside. You see, you ain't checking the body. No. <laughs> That's yeah. one of the
1: worst things to do. It, I'm glad you... I'm <laughs> You're smart. I'm glad because that is a setup. That's how they get you because they're going to bait you with somebody else. And it might not even be the other person. It might be the killer themselves. Right. Because no, it's, anyway. like, it's like either I run and take my chances of them getting
0: me or I just go back inside because I knew they wasn't inside with me already. So I just go back inside. <laughs> I
1: don't know. These days, we be having people just pop up out of nowhere, but... In this instance, you're safe. For now, pick a weapon, a stick, that ax that was mentioned earlier to cut wood, or a knife from the kitchen.
0: Um, axe requires too much, too much
1: follow through. So I just gonna take a knife. It starts to rain, what do you do? Two options, run to the nearest cabin until it stops, Hide under a tree. What? Um.
0: I don't know. I guess go to the nearest cabin and just hope I don't die.
1: As it stops raining, you see Jason approaching, machete in hand. What do you do? Run for your life. Run towards him and attack him with your weapon. Beg and plead for your life. Oh, I'm gone. She's there running, she's a truck stop. I'm out. Oh, you want to know your results? I probably died.
0: <laughs> Girl, Jason got you.
1: <laughs> not sorry you're dead. <laughs> I made it. I chose the ax and then I chose to run towards him. Cause I just figure if I run towards him, he might be confused. And if we do scrap a little bit, I might just still like discombobulate him enough to get a leg up and still run. Because I felt like with an axe, it just—that's just too much work. With a Mm-mm. knife, just go chink, ching 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 ching. See, this is my thinking. With a knife, you have to get too close. That's with an true. axe, it's some range. And then after me seeing Tommy Slater get them arm games in Fear Street, I'm confident that I can do the same. <laughs> I am not going to shut up about Fear Street like until October. (laughs) I can feel it. I am like, it has taken over me and I'm fine with it. But you know what, y'all? Just hold on tight because when we come back, we're going to be talking about 1980s, Friday the 13th. this mess. One. Oh. 2 oh, you They're all doomed. Doing anything? We were just messing around. Four. Oh, Five. Dave. Oh, Dave. Six.
0: It must be my imagination.
1: The thirteenth. You may only see it once, but that will be enough. Friday, the thirteenth. You know what? I think this trailer, and I could just be talking mess, but. Maybe one of the first trailers or one of the older ones that literally... Oh, no, no, no. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm definitely lying. We've watched older movies, but this one definitely um, sucked.
0: Okay, so the one I watched was like two minutes and it was long as hell, and I didn't like the fact that it listed out all the cues. Yeah, I didn't like one,
1: that. two. Like, this thing counts slower than count on Sesame Street. <laughs> And then I saw another
0: trailer, which was the one that's attached to the movie on Amazon. And that one was like a 2020 remastering. And I didn't like it. Whoever does all the movie voices now, that's basically who's doing the voiceover for that. It was like the original Friday the thirteenth. And it was just a lot.
1: Uh oh guys, I think Johnny gave y'all a little hint of a rating. Uh oh. Hot take. The fires and the pitchforks are going to come out. But before that happens, let's take it back to 1958. Summer of 1958, to be exact. At Camp Crystal Lake, where counselors by day, sneaky links by night, Barry Jackson and Claudette Hayes lead their little counselor group to go meet in a storage cabin. You know, hook up. When a mystery assailant pops up and marks them. um, So apparently... This opening scene was going to be a little more gruesome, right? A, they didn't have time to shoot it. And so when A happened, B was like, okay, well, how about we just make all the rest of the deaths like gradually more gory? The girl Claudette, hers is more gory. We just don't see it. But I've seen pictures of like her neck slashed.
0: So I just want to talk about that, <laughs> their song that they were singing in front of the fire. It took me back to my childhood.
1: <laughs> you were singing Michael Ashore." I was. (laughs) I was singing right (laughs) along with them. You like this one more than the Silent Daily Night singing? Well, okay, so this one was more nostalgic. Silent Night, Daily Night was like, yo, this slaps. (laughs) But you know what? I need to bring up something else. When they get caught, it kind of tips you off a little bit because it got to be somebody they know by the way they react. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if it wasn't somebody you knew, they might react a little bit different. They were like,
0: oh, (laughs) we weren't doing nothing. We
1: was just a, yeah. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, if it was somebody I wouldn't, I'm telling you, if it's somebody that I didn't know, mm -mm, that's not the reaction we're giving. But anyway, 21 years later, new camp counselor Annie Phillips is given a lift And an earful on the way to the newly reopened Camp Crystal Lake by Enos, a truck driver. So he goes on to tell her that, like, yeah, a little boy got drowned there and two kids got killed the next year. And then, you know what? It's just been crazy ever since. But let me stop. Why is it that when she walks in the store and all of the older people just look at her and she says where she's going? Why doesn't anybody say anything? (laughs) They're just like, oh, you're going there? You don't know? like, da, da, da. Well, apparently, no, she don't know. Why don't you say something? And then Enos is so rude. He's just like, you're a dumb kid. Like, why would you work there? But, th- hey, but you're the one giving her a lift towards there. I don't get it.
0: I mean, she ain't believe him no way. Okay,
1: he ain't have to insult her like that. <laughs> like, Jesus. So already at the camp, our counselors, Ned, Jack, Bill, Marcy, Brenda, and Alice, also working for the owner, Steve Christie. They have about two weeks to prep for camp before it opens and baby, they behind. Alice and Mr. Christie, they got a little thing going on. Yeah, I did people that. If they boned, is she breaking the final girl trope rule in the prime of the final girl? And she smokes, too. Don't forget, later on in the movie, she definitely hit the B. Uh, well, she ain't die. But she we breaks don't know all she those actually, rules. We don't know she actually had sex with him. She said that's what he looked like last night. Oh. Um. And then he was like, <laughs> give me another chance. I think that tells us. I feel like Final Girls wasn't, like, breaking the rules of the traditional Final Girl till about maybe, like, early 2000s maybe or maybe i could be lying but a lot of our final girls they were basically pure and clean you know what i'm saying was sydney pure and clean but see the whole thing about sydney was it wasn't until billy popped that cherry pop 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 that he could kill her because she wasn't a virgin no more that's true and that's why you went after her after that, before that she was safe. I guess. So I'm just saying, Alice out here, trans I
0: just want to know why the dude who gave Annie a ride had to grab her butt to push her in the truck.
1: I did flying. And I know sometimes when I flew, my butt did get grabbed. But I guess it was just because of what we were doing. So I was trying to take that into account. But I'm like, you definitely could have grab like under uh, the thigh or even like the okay he might have not been tall enough to like reach her back but i peeped i definitely peeped
0: and then i didn't like the fact but she was like at least you're not afraid of ghosts girl he's not telling you ghost stories he's telling you actual accounts of murder
1: okay like you don't read the newspaper honey i know y'all don't get twitter i know y'all don't get social media y'all don't get cell phones i know girl you ain't read none of this child (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> While she ended up dead. During them setting up, signs of a thunderstorm starts rolling in, and Mr. Christie leaves to go get some extra stock supplies. You know, just in case there's an emergency, can't never be too sure. Then Annie, remember, we just we really just got finished talking about her. She got dropped off at a cemetery, right? She hitches another ride, but this literally goes all the way left because when she gets in, she's just talking to the per first of all. I was dead when she was like, Well, when you had a dream as long as I've had, I'm like, sis, you're like 20. I mean Yeah, I
0: think like if this this I think this was filmed in what, like 79. Yeah. So like in the late 70s, people were still um not really going to college yet and like coming right out of high school and picking their career. So you're right. I feel like See, now we don't really be caring that early about what we want to do with our life, but I feel like they had to think about it earlier than what we did. Cause you still we still had college to cushion it. So You're a lot right. of yeah, a lot of them
1: didn't go to college. It's like high school, real world. You're right. Did you peep that the Jeep that picked up Annie is the same one that um Mr. Christie left in? Yes. I'm trying to figure out because, you know, sometimes when you watch movies, you just literally watch it for what it is. And then you get either you get older or you just rewatch the movies and you like, oh, that's what this is about. Or I never thought about that, like stuff like that. And I'm trying to figure out, did I ever at any point think that Mr. Christie was the one killing people? So here's
0: if I didn't know who really killed everybody at the end, then I would have thought. That Mister
1: Christie was the one who was killing people because, because it was the same gene. Besides that, but he's also like when you think about his interaction with Alice, creep alert, very creepy. Like he was like, just stay here, and if you don't like it, then you know I'll I'll take care of it. Take care of it. Wait a minute, right? You can go home in a week.
0: A week, enough time but for me it, to die.
1: But Annie ends up. Getting her throat slashed because she realizes during her hitchhike ride they um don't turn for Camp Crystal Lake. And first of all, let me tell you, this girl is a real life gymnast. Like in real life, I know you saw that summer roll or roll. She really did a little a nice little stop and roll. It it was nice. It was nice. I was like, okay, that's exactly how they tell you to do it too when you jump out of a moving vehicle. Mm Like we need to adapt those techniques because I'm like, oh, she ain't hurt herself for nothing. She do her own stunts. It's probably why she got the job. They're like, you can do a somersault out of a car. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're just hanging out with the rest of the counselors. They're just hanging around whole time. Somebody's lurking. They don't know. Um, I don't understand that in movies. Like I
0: be feeling just here. If I Even when I was in my parents' house, I can kind of hear when the atmosphere in the room changes. So I could always sense when someone comes in a room or when someone walks up behind me and stuff. So how could you not feel somebody watching you in the woods?
1: Because, I mean, I feel like that's a more open space, though. If we sit in at a dock and it's somebody in the woods a good few feet away from us, I'm not going to clock that. I'm not going to clock that. Now, if I'm like by myself and I just feel weird, then that's going to cause for me to like be a little bit on high alert and to be looking around. Like the part where um, Alice, like I think she goes to tell Bill something and there's somebody watching her behind a tree, but she literally walks past them and doesn't even like see them. I would be like, okay, well, I feel like I probably would have like saw a. Something there, and that's what I'm look over there. You see,
0: and that's what I'm that's the part exactly what I mean. Like, you literally walked right past whoever is behind that tree. I would have felt something was off, but that's in the
1: rest of the cases. I feel like, um, the person was in a far enough vicinity that I wouldn't have been too keen to it, especially with everything else going on around me. Um, let me tell you something this snake scene why was that a real snake? Why did they kill it? And why did the owner not know that they were going to kill it? Oh, like, I would have been upset. I, <laughs> was this like a hired snake? I don't know what the actual story is, but apparently it had to be. They had this kid coming or not a kid, but they had somebody come in who had this snake. And I guess they like told him, like, you know, we're going to like have it do what it do. And they, for real, killed it. And I don't know if he was supposed to kill it for real. I don't, I just, why y'all didn't tell that man y'all was going to kill his snake?
0: That's so messed
1: (laughs) up. I would never want to work with any
0: horror production, please make people ever again. again.
1: Ever again. Like, y'all don't know how long he had that snake. He might have had that snake as a baby. Somebody important might have gave him that snake. Oh, the trauma. Oh, well. (laughs) Wow. That would have me for life. You killed my...
0: What if that was their pet? Like, he killed my pet. They were the worst snake killers ever.
1: Brenda was just smacking the pillow on the ground. Everybody else was just freaking out. I'm like, y'all are not helping. Falling all over the place. Right. Like, y'all just not... Okay. Because I would have been on top of something. And just pointing. That would have been my role. Just terrible. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You want to know what's terrible? Ned, out here appropriating cultures. I was like, but at the same time, I'm kind of having like an identity crisis. And I don't even think it's an identity crisis. It's not. I'm being dramatic. But it's like, dang, is that what I was looking like a few years ago? Probably.
0: (laughs) Probably. Probably.
1: It's OK. It's fine. It's whatever. It was a moment and I have fun, but it's OK. <laughs> um, You know, it's not OK. <laughs> the messenger of God. I just want to say
0: that he'd be moving it on his bike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess drugs would do it to you. First of all, how did you you were just at the the little convenience store that we saw Annie at. How did you get to Crystal Lake that quick? Maybe he hits the ride with the killer. What if that was really a thing? Because obviously Crazy Ralph is supposed to be a red herring and the harbinger. But probably. But that's why I said either he had
0: to be pushing it on that bike because you bought the mighty fire far away. <laughs>
1: but either that didn't break a influence. sweat or nothing. Right. But then I like the way that he just walks out. He just tells them what he needs to say. And he just walks out, get on his bike, leave. Drugs. <laughs> I'm convinced. Drugs. At this point, we're starting to get into some of these kills, right? Ned, he goes off. Oh, first of all, I'm not following nobody that I don't think I recognize. Exactly. He sees somebody, goes in a cabin, and he's just following them. Why? <laughs> and then not too far away Marcy has like a Phoebe Cates Gremlins moment Do you remember that moment with Phoebe Cates About her dad and the Christmas story oh, yeah. Marcy Like when she tells Jack about that dream About the storm and it's raining so hard And when she blocks the noise The rain starts turning into blood Jack was like um It's just a dream <laughs> You're right I'm still gonna hit though <laughs> because he does Niggas. the whole time ned is on the bunk on top of them his throat is slit they don't know i thought that you know? was so wild bj was watching this movie with me and i guess i didn't even ask him i should have asked him had he seen this or like had it just been a while and he just you know didn't remember but he was shook by the things that he was seeing he was like oh wow i was like yeah they're real out well here
0: it's kind of scary
1: You know what else is scary? Marcy going to the bathroom and Jack not going. Because, sir, you should have went too. Everybody should pee after. Just saying. You know
0: also scary? The fact that everybody walking around this camp fucking barefoot.
1: In certain areas. Because remember, we took that quiz. I said definitely grab your, like, foot slippers. But I feel like in my own dorm, I'm probably going to be barefoot. But as soon as I step my foot out, I'm putting something on my feet. But it also depends on I'm the saying, floor too.
0: But they were, all, I'm saying they were the homegirl when she left from Strip Monopoly,
1: she didn't put on any shoes. She just walked out the cabin. And she didn't. But no, I was just talking about me personally because I was trying to be real and think like, how often would I be barefoot? But I have socks on now and I have socks on all the time when I'm in the house. So I guess that's not barefoot. So I guess that's different. Yeah,
0: I normally have on slippers. It's rare that I'll
1: walk across my floor barefoot yeah same so never mind i just told y'all a lie but it's fine but this is why i said jack should have took us to the bathroom um while he's enjoying a little post-coital jay he gets a freaking arrow through the throat through the bed yeah
0: i like that kill
1: it was a good kill i mean nobody was expecting it. It, it yeah
0: i was not expecting that at all i was like damn because I
1: was thinking like,
0: you know, a little splatter blood on the face. And I'm going to get up and look and see my friend did. Nope. Don't mm-hmm. even get the chance.
1: Oh, I like that. It's subverted your expectation. That's good. And then the killer ends up following Marcy into the bathroom and fucking slams an axe into her face. And I told y'all, see, told y'all, here I go. Didn't it remind y'all, Joan? It's literally the same scenario. Literally the same. Joan and Will had just got done doing it. Joan heard a noise. She went to check it out, fake out, got two slices to the face. Oh, my God. Justice for Marcy and Joan. Oh, my goodness. I can't take it. Marcy and Marcy literally would have been just like Joan had the camp actually, you know, ran and had some kids. Just how nice and sweet Joan was, Marcy would have been that. And that is so sad that her light had to be dimmed like that. Sorry, I know I really be taking these characters. Like, <laughs> you <kidding>. do. <laughs> <laughs> do not get me started on Kate, y'all, because that was just
0: wrong. Oh my god! I just be like, damn, and another one. Depending on who it is, though.
1: Yeah, it's just like sometimes I just be like, dang, y'all be writing these characters, and I be getting attached to them, and I just be like, damn, you gonna kill them like that? Why you wanna hurt me? Ain't nobody safe in these street, especially not no, especially not this genre. Hell, no. Keeping busy during the storm, playing a little strip monopoly with Bill and Alice. Brenda leaves to the bathroom before bed, and when she's brushing her teeth, and that hand is behind the curtain. Mm-mm. See, I would have heard that, and I would have felt that. You would have to know somebody's in the room with you, and then when she leaves, that lamp is swinging, and it wasn't moving before. I'm just like, and the light was scared. out. Because remember, the light was on. Oh, my God. See, I'm like, that's too much. No, no, no. And Brenda literally gets tucked and cozy. She want to read her a little book. She hears a voice calling for help. And she just goes outside. Nope. Onto the archery range. Nope. Still raining. And the lights just turn on. And she starts screaming. But I guess we're going to find out what happens to her later. But we can all assume that, yes, she got got in. We just took the quiz, sis. We literally just took the quiz. Did you not hear the answers? Like, go back. Go back. I just want to
0: say that I'm adding strip monopoly to my game nights. I'm for real.
1: (laughs) Noted. So Mr. Christie, throughout this whole little thing, you know, he left to go get some emergency supplies. He stopped at a diner and after had some car troubles with his Jeep. Because, you know, I told y'all, because remember, Homegirl and Piranha was driving that Jeep like a mad woman and ran it down. Jeep's just be having issues for real. I think we're really starting to see that. Like in horror movies, if you ever want to write car issues, just write a Jeep into it. Because it's Jeep really looking like they really do be failing. Deterring me from buying a Jeep. I want a Jeep. I'm not deterring me. I'm still going to get one at some point. (laughs) I just know. And then I actually know somebody that had one in real life now that I think about it that had Jeep issues. So, yes, they're not lying. I actually know someone now that I think about it and say it. But anyway, all of this with Mr. Chrissy going on kind of lets you know that it's not him because there's no way he can be out and doing this at the same time. But he ends up returning to Camp Crystal Lake. And. On site, literally, he hasn't even been on the grounds for two minutes. On site gets shanked. <sighs> Poor thing. Shouldn't have been a creep. It's like now I really yeah. don't know if he was a creep or not. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't, but it's like he's kind of just like creepy, kinda. Like, you know. Cause it seems like it seems like he okay, if they're all like younger, like maybe I'll say maybe like 19 to 21. 22, maybe. He looks like he might be like 25, 26. And you know, like those two worlds are different worlds. They are. Alice might have been like 22, 23 or something. I don't know. I'm making up ages, but that's why that seemed weird. Alice tells Bill that she thinks she heard Brenda screaming and saw the lights on the archery range turn on. Worried, they leave the main cabin to go investigate why. They end up finding an axe in Brenda's bed. The phone's disconnected and Ned's truck not working. Everything that can go left did. And then the power goes out. Perfect. Bill goes to check on the generator. He been gone for a grip. Where is Bill? Alice goes to look for him. Why? Doesn't find him. But girl closes the door and Bill is pinned up to the door with arrows all up in his body. Sorry, Bill. I would have been out. Don't ask me where, but I just would have had to go. I mean, she goes to the main cabin and, you know, she starts like, she is pretty resourceful. I have to give her that because when she started tying up the door and barricading it, sure. You're doing something. You're doing something. Closing the windows, like arming herself. Yes. Then Brenda's freaking body comes through the window. Oh, hell. Oh, no it's too much. And then like a vehicle pulls up. She think it's Steve. Cause again, remember y'all it's the same Jeep. And instead she's greeted by Mrs. Voorhees, a nice older woman who claims to be an old friend of the Christie's. She used to be the cook at the campgrounds. And she reveals that her son, Jason, was the young boy who drowned in 1957. She comes in, she sees Brenda's body on the floor, and she's just like, all will come. But then, this mofo just switch and starts blaming his death on the camp counselors who were supposed to be watching him. Because, you know, Jason wasn't a good swimmer, like Kenny over at Camp Arawak. The camp counselors wasn't watching. They was doing it. And she reveals herself to be the killer. And then she just straight up goes after Alice. She don't even give Alice a second to register, which is happening. See, once she started talking crazy, I would have hopped right in that open truck. She could have. But I think Alice was really just trying to. Cause I think the last time I watched this franchise was 2018, maybe. So when I watched it this time and I was watching um, Pamela, I was just like, wow, this lady is nuts. Like I would have been yep. so unsettled because she was unsettling me and I wasn't even there.
0: And I would have hopped right in the truck. <laughs> like, fuck you, lady. I'm out. You're weird. I
1: don't know. Because you see the way she was moving fast, okay? She, people be saying, so you want me to believe that this lady was the one killing these people, throwing people bodies through windows, pinning them up to such and such. I'm like, y'all got to stop doubting the strength of a woman. That's number one. Now, maybe Bill. Because, as high as he was pinned up to that door, maybe I get that. Maybe you got me there, but everybody else, I feel like that's quite feasible. I oh, don't know. She was my favorite, though, especially when she like, walks out and she's like, Kill her, mommy, kill her. Don't <laughs> let her get away, mommy. Don't let <laughs> her live. I this won't. is crazy. I won't. I said, Not her fucking talking. Oh, no, girl, you got to go. And then, first of <laughs> all, first of all, girl. Why in real life was Betsy hitting Adrian? Like in real life, (laughs) (laughs) so much so that Adrian was calling cut and was crying, screaming for Sean. (laughs) Like she hit me, she hit me, and Sean Cunningham was like, You know, like we don't, you're supposed to miss her, not like hit her for real. Betsy was like, What? It said hit her in the script. I hit her. Yeah, hit, her, hit oh. oh my gosh! So this fight, they end up at the shore, and Pamela tries again to kill Alice, but Alice gets one up on her and swings that axe and decapitates Miss Voorhees literally in one swoop. And um this is where the man hands come up, even though okay, because my thing is. When people get decapitated, we usually sometimes, depending, just see the body fall down. I think yep. it's something else for the hands to pop up and be like grabbing at the head. Because there's no head there. Like your body's still working. That's fucking creepy. I mean, think about a chicken with his head cut off. It's still be running. But I really like the hands grabbing at the head. Even if they are hairy and not a woman's hands. It's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I under okay so I understand at this point Alice is so discombobulated but I want to know like why was getting in the canoe and just hanging out in the lake the best option I don't know that confused me I would have went back to that truck and got the fuck out of there first I was like okay maybe you don't know if there are more killers but I'm like girl that car was still running too the car was, was still on during all of this so she wakes up in the morning. The police arrive. It's all good. The music is letting us know it's all good. As soon as she wake up and see the police, why does a deformed, decomposed Jason just hop out the woodwork of the water and snatch her in the water? But then we don't even know if that's real. Because when she wakes up in the hospital, they like, what little boy is you talking about? Like, ain't no little boy. Right. Maybe he's still there. I'm like, girl, look, you better just be happy you're here, okay? <laughs> I don't even think you need to worry about it at this point. I mean, I know we see the ripples in the water, and now we know what we know today, but, sis, leave it alone. And that was a Friday the 13th. Gowns, beautiful gowns. Ooh. Ooh. I'm kidding, I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: Ooh. <laughs> And that wasn't even the ooh for me. That was from the survivor. That was for them. Cause I'm just like, oh, 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 you know, it they don't play, not. they don't play with you. So like, you better stop playing with them. All right. So you better stop playing with them.
0: My favorite thing about this movie was the music. Like I love the music. We the opening credits. And I love Pamela. Like she was lit. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the movie, it was kind of boring. And I feel like I, I felt that way because I-, I already knew the ending. Mm-hmm. But I like all the special effects.
1: This movie is, all, is another one that's always been there for me. So seeing it now and I know it, it's just like if I haven't seen it in a while, sometimes it can surprise me because I'm like, oh, I forget this happens. Or um, <clears throat> if I have seen it recently, I guess I'm just enjoying it for the ride. So it's always a cool one for me, you know.
0: And I think another thing for me is that I like actually seeing kills and not like seeing the after effect of the kill so that's why i like kevin bacons because it's okay i'm actually seeing you slice something in his neck and like the axe scene it was like okay you see it
1: after she gets the axe to the face
0: so i I mean you gotta
1: give them credit it is the 80s so it's not like they had everything necessary and this was at this time this was top tier gore like this you weren't getting this nowhere else We are in an era where we have gotten more, and we're going back, looking at where it started. So, you know,
0: I want to see you die. (laughs) I want to see you after you got the axe to the face. I want to see the axe and the guy swinging the axe into your face, like like Tommy. (laughs) I want to see the moment of impact.
1: I get it. I mean, but that's why. (laughs) No. Donay, for the fifteenth time, you are on a horror podcast. So, like, what but do it's you like, think we do here? My walls
0: are thin, <laughs> so I'm like just listen <laughs> to myself talk right now, and I'm like I probably sound so psychotic to my neighbors right now. <laughs>
1: mm-mm, you need to get none of the walls that thin. You don't need to be there. I'm
0: by the front door, so you know if you talk loud
1: enough, you can hear through the you can hear somebody talking yeah. in that uh, place. Yeah. But that's what I mean by Fair Street, 1978 for the 1500,000th time. You see a lot of the impact of those axe hits.
0: Love a great kill, okay? Let me see
1: all the action. Yeah. So I just think it's a product of this time, to be very honest with you, though. But before we go to the souvenir shop, let's rate this first. 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. And a two out of five on Real Views. What do you give Friday the Thirteenth? I give it a seventy. Okay, y'all, and see, the that's not away, as y'all.
0: it's not as bad
1: as you guys thought it was. Don't
0: I kill am me. telling
1: you, I, ha- I look, it wasn't gonna be me because you know, like, <laughs> don't kill I, me. Like, I'm, a, I'm cool with the Friday the Thirteenth, but I ain't gonna geek about it, but. When we come to Freddie, you just better come correct. No, I'm just playing. I'm not gonna bully. I'm playing. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Cause it's so funny, y'all. Cause I literally, I'm always. I'll be the one. Like, don't be gatekeeping, y'all. Let people like what they like. Soon as somebody say they don't like a movie, I think should be liked by everyone. I go ham.
0: <laughs> like, say you
1: say you don't like Carrie. I will tear your head off.
0: And that's exactly <laughs> what happened in a clubhouse room this past week.
1: <laughs> what?
0: It was me? What'd I do? Somebody mentioned something about Carrie, and you were like, uh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. Not do not.
1: Do not play with Carrie at a white. Like, do not play with her. It's other people I don't play about, but that one I really don't play about her. Like, don't do her. Who tell? Okay. Anyway, my rating for this movie. <laughs> it's a good camp slash here um the friday the 13th franchise in general even though i always poop on it for being nonsensical because it is it's still a good time regardless so i'm gonna go ahead and give it an 82 okay and now i can talk about all the stuff that's in the souvenir shop are you ready to bounce with me i'm ready i'm ready it seems you survived well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop.
0: And what camp is this? Camp Crystal Lake, the little tour. Girl, I can't even pronounce the name. Um, But it's Camp Crystal Lake, like the real life camp that they shot the movie at. Um, If you don't know. You, oh, no, Scooby
1: or Nobiscope, something like that. I know what I, you're talking about. I can't pronounce it. It's for still in business me. today. Like they, they still have camp every summer.
0: Yes, which is why they only do tours in like june and then september and then probably do they do they do do some in october but then that's when it stops because it's in new jersey and it starts to get too cold Mm
1: -hmm. but they
0: sell out so fast and i think adrian is going to be there in september Mm -hmm. so i was supposed to go in august but i um missed the window of opportunity to buy the tickets and i'm pretty sure that i probably missed the window of opportunity to get tickets for september because y'all are friday 13th fans
1: they don't play oh when i told you no i was serious (laughs) johnny if you would have gave this a crazy rating like they might have canceled us sis. and i'm dead serious like you think fred heads are crazy no (laughs) no 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 Mm -mm. They gonna go ham for theirs, okay? Like I think I'm gonna let them handle that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so sorry. much. If
0: <laughs> you wanted to see the Camp Crystal Lake sign as you roll up the pathway into the camp, you probably missed your window opportunity because they took that sign away in August. So now it's probably gonna be inside the museum now, but it's not gonna be hanging anymore. They officially retired the sign, so I'm kind of sad about that, but you know.
1: Right. Ain't it? I hate that. I mean, huh, that's why you just got to do stuff on the fly when you want to do it.
0: Right. So I'm actually thinking about, I'm, I'm looking at it. They still got some dates open, um, some tickets open in um, September. So we'll see.
1: You know, a few seconds ago when you was talking about like how loyal these bands are, you can literally get Friday the 13th anything. And I mean anything. Mm-hmm. Shirts. Pajamas, sweatpants, coffee mugs, mask, NECA toys, action figures. John A has the mask. Which you I got you by CJ Graham. And you can get different versions of the mask too, because I don't know if you know this, Nay, but Jason literally has different hockey masks throughout different movies. He doesn't even get the mask till the third movie, but from the third movie yeah. on, there are different variations of the mask. So I can't even tell you which variation I got, but I got it signed. Do you have one that has like an ax cut at the top? Like a chip piece?
0: You know, that's a good question.
1: Go I going to look at it, it in front of me. I,
0: <sighs> one second, I'm gonna go grab my mask. So no, my mask does not have a chip in the top
1: of it. So you got one of like the earlier ones. But as we go through the series, you'll see. And this one, it's one installment I'm excited for you to see because someone's in it, and you probably already know already, but someone's in it that you're going to, like, freak out about.
0: Oh, isn't that one of them? Then um, One of my booze from Supernatural?
1: Nope.
0: Oh. Wasn't in one of
1: them? I mean, Jared Padalecki is in one, but that's not who I'm talking about. It's an uh, earlier installment, and you're going to just flip out. Before we wrap it up, I just want to talk about the cover art because this is another one I will always see in a video store. And what it is, is literally an outline of a body. So off top, if you've never seen the movie, you're going to think it's Jason or a guy, you know, typically associated with the male. But it's an outline of a body with a bloody knife. And then it's on the inside It's Camp Crystal Lake with, like, you know, our prospective teens. And it's a really good poster for 1980. Like, you recognize this anywhere. You ready for me to run these park announcements?
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: Ooh, if you stuck around to the very end, congrats, you real. And you get to find out what next month's theme is. Next month, we are going back to school not high school because no thank you but we're going back to college it is ABC I anything to, back to college honestly and I'm not holding you I will go right back and I would even go back to the school I went to even mm-hmm. though I swore up and down I would transfer but it's cool but this is ABC month anything but college if it's a horror movie and it's set in college it ain't about to have nothing to do with college and um Survivor's Y'all got a heads up on that. If you've been on, you already knew the theme from the park highlights on our IG page at D180 Podcast. That's still up. You can check it out for the rest of the season. If you want to give input for September for our Shop to Drop month, you could go ahead and send those survivor submissions to Destination One Hundred and Eighty Podcast at gmail.com or even if you want to start submitting for our second season because we've been playing a lot with that season but i don't know um i really like what we got coming up for season two so if y'all want to have some input on that you know where to find us don't forget to hit us up. What do you think about this episode? Is Friday the 13th your favorite? What's your favorite installment? You can let us know on our Twitter at b180podcast. All of our handles are pretty much the same. But other than that, we are gonna wrap up Camp 180 and we'll see y'all next week when class is in session. We'll see you soon, Survivors. Bye.